Today on Talk About That, I play understudy for a comedian friend who gets sick and hope to avoid some guy named Ian. Meanwhile, John gets the weirdest feedback ever after his latest sermon and moves his office to the great outdoors. Plus a conversation about Advil PM and empathy. Today's episode is not sponsored by Cottage Cheese. We've gone bad, but you won't know till the first bite. Let's do this. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. What's up out there? I'm John here with Johnny. Guys, we're back. Another episode. In living color. Talk about that is living color because we Well, are... I say that, but I have like the most drab brown walls behind me. I well, got we... nothing here. Yeah, this is the... We're going to have some... I'm going to have some photos and things back here next time. This is the rebirth of the video side of the podcast is happening right now. Uh, it's important. It, it is. And we're doing a new... It's a now split screen. So we're back in my office. We're, we're together in the same room. Right. But it looks like we're on a Zoom call. Right. And... For a long time, we went upstairs. I was like, hey, I'm glad we didn't like totally clear out someone's office, repaint all the walls, put a table in, and like it just didn't work out as we wanted it to. So, right now, we've why we didn't think of this in the first place? Just go split screen and some tight shots and go with it. So, we're, we're back doing. and yeah. uh, we're doing it. And we hope that you're watching and listening. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you're listening right now, you should probably. Take a moment and go check out the, the people YouTube who channel. listen to podcasts. Don't they have like a certain thing they just want to listen? They're 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 doing it during their commute or they their do. road trips or whatever. The more important thing is that you follow us on Instagram because you'll hopefully see clips of us oh that's doing true this. clips that, that, of the, the, the highlights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So speaking of highlights, you had a lot of travel lately. Maybe give us some highlights, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I had one of the busiest weeks I've had since COVID. Um, I had uh, four shows in a row in four different cities. And then, um, I was going to come home and I get a call. I was in North Dakota flying home the next day. And my buddy called me and said, uh, who's another comedian. He said, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, I'm going home tomorrow. I'm home this weekend. He was like, what if you didn't go home? And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm sick. And so I was like, Oh no. And he was giving me a symptoms. I was like, this is COVID. Have you tested for COVID? Yeah. And he goes, no, no, it feels like a sinus infection. Mm. And he goes, but it is sick like I've not been in a long time. And I go, okay. And then the next day he was like, I've got a fever. I go, do you test? So he tested and he has COVID. Yeah. So I was like, well, now you can't do the shows. I said, just tell him I can be a replacement. But then you have to get it all cleared. Right. So like two days out, you have to call these people. Which means they're going to go look at your clips and be like, is this guy funny enough to do this? They've promoted it and they've made like 
they've made flyers. It's like with you're this in the middle school guy. locker room again, and like the the starting running back got injured, yeah, or whatever. And they're like, "Is this guy good enough to do this?" And I think of it more as because I never wasn't a good athlete. I think of it more as like holding my lunch tray in the lunchroom. And I'm looking for the table to sit at. Mm. You know, do That's I get to go? One. Do I get to go to the cool kids table? No, no. No, they're asking you to come to another table. Luckily, neither of these shows was for the cool kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they were fun. Uh, they were great. And they accepted me as a replacement. So then it was now we got to get there. And yeah. I had to buy flights the day before, which is always fun, you know, flight-wise. Where'd you fly? Uh, Southwest. Okay. So I uh, did it, and, and both uh, events went really well. One was a fundraiser for a drug and alcohol uh, rehab center. And one was like a church thing for volunteer appreciation, which yeah. I do a lot of. Yeah. One was in Sarasota. It was so funny. You ever had this happen to you when you go on a trip without your wife and they end up putting you up at like a really nice place and you yeah. just feel so bad? Because you're like, if I, if, if I was here with my wife, uh-huh. we would be at like Hampton Inn at best. Right. Uh, but no, we're, I'm at the Westin on the eighth floor overlooking the whole city. <sighs> And the, the the event was in the ballroom, so I just had to go right downstairs, yeah. six floors to do the show, then come right back up to my room, and it was just amazing. And then the other one was at a the Sarah's. I did one in Sarasota, Florida, which is getting ready to hit by a hurricane, so it's bad. But um, I was there three days ago, and they were uh, <laughs> they put me up at a Airbnb. It was like a three bedroom beach house <laughs> with a pool, like its on the own beach. private pool. No, it was near the beach though. Okay, and I was just like, this is unbelievable. And of yeah. course, and so I felt bad just even texting my wife because I'd been gone six days in a row, and then I come home to do laundry, mm-hmm. kiss her on the cheek, and then leave again. And I'm just like, I'm such a heel, and now I'm in a beach house without her. So you know, she's your wife. You can kiss her on the mouth if you want to. Well, we did. I don't. We did. <laughs> I, that's, I wanted. That's to, all I want to hear about. That. I wanted to keep it PG. Um, I told you I had eight hours. I don't. <laughs> Jeez. I don't. I don't like. Mm-hmm. Ex- like I get super disappointed. Like you are. Yeah. If I have a great experience, it's not even just like the accommodations, but like if I go see something and she's not with me to see it, that's right. significant. It really is like this. There's an asterisk over all the experiences. Like the, is it asterisk or asterisk? As- asterisk. I think it's asterisk. Yeah, but we say asterisk. Yeah, but. I, you should. If I said it correctly, then you'd be like, "Isn't it?" Uh, that's one of those again. I don't want to. Only a pretentious person would correct <laughs> something like that. But no, I mean, you know, you just want to. I just want her to experience it with me. You know. Yeah. Well, I just I've learned over the years to just dumb it down. If if I'm staying somewhere nice, I just go, it's "Yeah, okay. it's yeah. fine." Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not a. I'm glad Carrie doesn't listen to this. Right. She would know. No, she, I told her, I told her that, you know, this is a bummer. Yeah. So. Especially when you're at the beach, you know? Yeah. It's just not, but we are getting ready to, (laughs) I'll say that we're getting ready to go to Cancun in three days. We hope. Right. If we can escape evil path of Ian. Yeah. Not the hurricane, the guy. Right. There's a dude. And then also there's weather problems. Angry British guy. In the air. (laughs) Hello, I'm Ian. I don't know why the... What do you think you're doing? (laughs) That's my favorite British accent when they say think. (laughs) What do you think you're doing? What do you think you're about to do? (laughs) Cancun. You're like, I guess. I don't... Is that... Yeah. yeah, so we think we're going to go to Cancun, <laughs> but we'll see. Because we're we're connecting in D.C., uh, which is really dumb. Well, yeah, it's a logical geographical so we, path. We fly to D.C. at like 5 a.m. and then direct to Cancun from there. So it's a matter of like, I guess they'll fly around 
don't know, Johnny. Don't I, don't, I don't go around my problems, bro. I go right through. Do you them. go right through? Yeah. We'll go to the eye to the eye of the storm. We're just mm-hmm. gonna follow. Just gonna stay in the eye of the storm stay. as it moves. It's That's where the fly. vacation will be. It's a seven right. day all inclusive. <laughs> In the eye of the In storm. the eye of the hurricane. You got to fly really slow to do that. It's one of those, it's like a VR ride. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's so weird when a hurricane's coming and about to ruin your vacation plans and you find yourself rooting for the hurricane to divert to someone else. To someone else. Where they actually live. Yeah. To go ruin their life so you can maintain your vacation. I don't, I'm not doing that, but I'm saying like. But you kind of are because you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that, but I'm thinking it. Yeah. I mean, Florida. I do so many shows in Florida, and so my heart goes out to the And I was just there. Yeah. was just there. That beach house where I was at may be in jeopardy. Right. And, and you're so like, as long as, about. and you're basically saying, as, as long, long as, as I'm get, not there anymore, as long as fine. I get to go to Cancun. Yeah. Forget those people. No. I always pray like a broad prayer now in my older days about this, because we're also supposed to go to the beach uh, a few days after you leave. Yeah. But we'll be in the Tampa area, uh, Anna Maria Island. And so, we just sound like we're just like <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's in, fall break for me. I don't look. I'm not a jet setter like you. I'm not out all the time. It's just you yeah. know, this is fall break. Well, you really must try it. So this jet setter <laughs> stuff is, is pretty is great. Phenomenal. I fly to DC at 5 a.m. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, Lord, could you just stop the hurricane from hitting anybody? That's true. We in, could just yeah. We could yeah. pray a prayer that it just. Let this not be a big deal for anybody, and included in that would be my vacation being, mm-hmm. uh, you know, preserved. Yeah. I think it's okay to pray both and, Johnny, right? And or. That's the new Star Wars show. And or. And or. <laughs> <laughs> the next the sequel's both and or. Both yeah. and, yeah. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, man. You know, Johnny, there's always a hurricane in the world somewhere. Come on now. That's like the poor will always be with you. That's like one of those things of like fatalistic things that people say to make themselves feel better, right? You know that Jesus said that. I know, but I'm saying like, I don't know if it's the right context that we say it. No, I don't think he was being like, hey, don't care about the poor. Right. Yeah. That was, if I remember correctly, that's when Mary had broken the flask of alabaster perfume and Jesus was rebuking her for wasting. And he was like, the poor you always have with you, meaning there's so much work to be done to help the poor all the time yeah. it, it is also it, like it, it is a if it's okay for you to do something wasteful in the relationship with me so yeah like you know this is not all equitable you know one penny for one person you know what i'm saying it's not how it works so yeah uh that's the name of my new book one penny one for penny one for one person. person guys if i could just give one penny to one person think that, about the, think about the difference what you that could would do. make right i don't if every person in my church gave one penny, yeah, that's actually I think what's happening. I think that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty close to the You're number. In my church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. You the church the church is looking good now. You know we uh, you guys have put in the new patio. New patio is great. It's great, and there's a new like little area where we can have events. And that's Sunday cool. morning was really. It's cool. been a while since we've done it. That's the thing is like we built this. You guys built this church. We built this city on rock, rock and, and roll, roll. First right, of all, right, right. <clears throat> But you guys helped build the church. That was the big thing. When I first moved here, the church had just got completed. It had been completed like a year. Yeah. And so it was all, you know, it's still brand new feeling. People would come over to see our church because we had done some innovative things in the building. Innovative for the time. Right. Not as innovative now. Right. But I'm saying like people like, oh, see what they did in their children's department and see what they did in there. See how they use their space. Yeah. And, uh. Now the new, the new has worn off, and now it's like it's time to fix all the stuff that's wrong. The sidewalk was cracked. The, but now it's all good. 
Yeah, it's really, really nice. And Sunday morning, you know, we do a full breakfast uh, in our brew cafe area. And so now you can extend that outside. And so it was a nice, cool, breezy morning. It's getting a little, there's a nip in the air. There's a chill. We had a great, great time. Like every, we have new seats we put together. If you saw them. You didn't walk in and see that. You literally had to walk past. Them. Oh, the little Adirondack. We got Adirondack. We got the table underneath the pavilion. I like Adirondack chairs because they promote bad posture. Don't they promote correct ergonomic? No, you're like in a. You're kind of hell. <laughs> laid back. I think that that's supposed to be more natural to the curvature of your spine. I know that it feels better to me, so that can't be good, right? Because I've seen your posture, right? Right, and it feels good to me. And I'm just going to – I'm the letter C, essentially. I just – It's like a question mark. Yeah, I just curl up and, hey, what's I everybody actually, doing? I actually did my sermonization process out there on Thursday morning. Is that what you call it? Sermonization. Is that like when you simonize your car? It's what, just what like that. When people that. places would say they simonized your car and nobody buff. ever knew what it meant, but they were like, well, they simonize it here. We got to oh, go here. got to go, yeah. I, was, you know, I like buff out that next point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I sat out there and it was nice, but I will say this. The chairs were harder – because, you know, they're not cush- cushioned, as it were. So I did have to go yeah. up. Andrew showed up, and I had pulled, like, two huge cushions from upstairs. And I had, like, a, a big tea. I had a, a coffee. I had pulled the table around. I had my Bluetooth keyboard with my, my lap desk. I had, like— Just out there in nature, and I, <laughs> as it's supposed to be. And I had found a way to Bluetooth to the speakers that are built in, you know, out there in the outside area. So— he was like, wow, you went to a lot of trouble to create. Just to be out here, yeah. And I was like, yeah. I mean, You moved your office out there, in yeah, essence. That's what I do when I have to write for a couple hours. I wish when you had done all that, it just started raining. It like did. Like a minute. Did it really? It did eventually, yeah. <laughs> I had gotten it done, and then we were hosting an event that day, actually, yeah. a community event here. And uh, so we all kind of had to be on deck a little bit more than usual on Thursdays. So, yeah, by the time the event was starting, it started to sprinkle. I had to go, like, rush out there and pull it all in. So, but, uh, but it was nice. It was really, and then, Sunday, like, this Sunday morning, though, like, the whole— Did it affect—did affect, you feel like it affected the sermon? Do you feel like it— uh, You know, that's kind of interesting— That's really not up to me. I had a, re, I had a really interesting thing happen related to the sermon. Oh, yeah? I'm, I'm even reticent to tell this story because— Hesitant, if you will. If, if you will. This is uh, maybe, I'm not going to say the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me sermon-wise, but it's in the top five. Like, oh, yeah. This okay. is one of the top five this. things that I've ever, like, like just odd. So there wasn't a power outage. Somewhere between obscure and absurd, I think. Here. There wasn't a power outage. No, Nobody charged the stage. I think the sermon, I think the service was great. Okay. By the way, so we had our new, we have what's called multi-tracks now. We've been working on it for months and months. And now it's like, it's a really cool process where like, we didn't have a guitar player Sunday, but you can take the original tracks from the original worship songs yeah. from the actual artist. Okay. You pay this membership, all this equipment, and basically... It's like you have loops. Yeah, it's like, it's filling in the gaps. So like, oh, a lot of the songs have these synth lines now that you just... You yeah. can't like they they were made in a studio. Someone has them on their keyboard. Like you can't go reproduce that exact thing. So it'll play the synth line for you. Play the letter, but you can mix it. Like if you don't need the synth line that day, mix it out. Oh. so it's just like having that band there. I is bet it, there's somebody out there already like rolling their eyes at this and saying it's not real worship. Then maybe, and then. maybe. But I still worship. So it I just, think it's cool. It actually really helped the band because our like our lead guitar players on the road all the time. Yeah. So this like really helped 
for that to be filled in where we had that gap. Uh, and then you can, you know, put pauses between songs. You can actually, we're going to move to the place where you, there's like pedals and stuff where you program. Them. I think they're going to move to the place where we're not even there. We're not even we there at all. We just hit play and. <laughs> <Isn't> it, <laughs> well, you know, the average probably listener doesn't know. They just probably thought it's yeah. an extra full. Extra that day. full. Yeah. But for the band, it like, it also, for guys learning songs, cause we, they're all well work jobs, people learning songs. It cues you in your head, like, course to not in your head johnny in your headphones oh i see we don't have the ability to put thoughts inside of people you don't heads. have like chips in your heads right. and stuff. we're yeah. not doing that did you say yet or here yeah <laughs> yet that's coming uh but it'll be like you know bridge two three it's like it counts oh, really? off and stuff so that you know where the next thing but then is. you're kind of locked in right you can't like double the chorus if you want to well that's the thing yeah you can oh we just got to keep expanding so there's the next thing is you can like have pedals where if you wanted to do an extra two courses, you just push this button and it keeps cycling through live and tells you what you want to and do. And then you so, accidentally hit it twice and it loops that chorus forever. And you're like, I, you're like, I, I we can't really, get out of we this. We really can sing of your love forever. forever. Yeah. There are certain songs I just can't. What was that song? Let it rain. Remember that song? Mm-hmm. You can't get out of it. Can't get rain. out of it. Let it rain. Because the first words are the same as the last words. They are. And it ends on a five, which a five, just, uh, it's hard to explain that. A, five, a one is like that resolute tonic tone, yeah. right? Feels like so, the end of it. Right. You feel like you're there. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. heaven. Let it rain. And it's going back into a minor. Right. You can't. So the crowd's going to go, that's let actually, it rain. That's actually They're the, going to keep it going. <laughs> and you can't. You have to shoot someone to end that but song. It ends with a five. It starts with a six minor. Yeah. So yeah, you're in a minor and you're like, what? I, like, where do you get out? It's like, again, it's like. You have to go shush them. Yeah, guys, we're done. Um, Last one. You have to say that. And there's always some, your fist yeah, up. and then some kid who always wants to keep singing, and the whole crowd follows because they don't want to keep worshiping. He's got his eyes closed. He didn't see the fist. You were like, "Hey guys, we said that was the last one. I'm gonna do that one day." <laughs> <laughs> when I said last time, guys, I meant it. Now let's sing the next song. At any rate, it was really cool. The the band worked really really hard. I was very proud of them. And yes, well, we we still have room, and they you know talked and shared, and we prayed, and the whole deal. It's not that's not that Johnny. We're just it's okay. just helping us sing the songs. So that's not the weird thing that happened. No. So I got to preach. We're doing a series called Out of Order. Yeah. And it's kind of like we have all these sentences in the bumper that are the, you know, some one of them still, they'll be like serious or not, but one's like, you know, me timbers shiver. Yeah. And then it's, you know, shiver me timbers. And then do you get to like more things like uh, other pirate sayings? Other pirate. <laughs> <laughs> it's real know, relevant. I don't know why that one came to me. <laughs> it's <laughs> really super relevant. <laughs> no, but you talked the about pirate, last week. The pirate community. Well, the last podcast you talked about the sermon you did on grace and truth and how the order is important because right. if you just go around giving people these hard truths and you think you're doing the right thing, but you're not offering any grace. Right. So a truthless grace is no good, but neither is a graceless truth and you need to have the right order. So yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah. So, so you talked about that. So that's good. That's part of the same sermon series. Same, same series. I'm doing, I'm doing this one on gratitude and how we get gratitude out of order. And gratitude. Put more gratitude in your attitude. If you know what I mean. Your attitude determines your altitude. Your altitude while you're having the gratitude. That's Wait, a different thing. That's a whole thing. Why is there not a, why a is book gratitude, called gratitude? Gratitude needs to be a... Come on, everyone. <laughs> you need to get that domain name now, gratitude.com. Oh, my goodness. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. No, it's an awkward word. It's Yes, yeah, an awkward word for an awkward guy. Okay. Um, so but, you're teaching on gratitude. 
and it's connection and joy. I think, but I tell my whole story of thinking I'm maybe dying of the whole, the lung issue. Like I kind right. of, I really now opened you're on up. the other side of it. You talked about it because you didn't talk about it. No, last I didn't, sermon. didn't talk about it because, you know, it's fresh and, and yeah. I wanted them to know. And then I had a personal, I'm not going to talk about it in the podcast. We talked about it, but I had another personal thing that happened this week that is my, not life and death at all, but I yeah. think my margins emotionally are very thin especially when it's about people that I love. And there were some gut punches that came this last week that, I mean, really, really, like, I'm just, I don't, I'm not, and I've told the staff this, like, I don't have a whole lot of fortitude. I wish I had, I feel very weak. So I even opened up with Paul saying, hey, when I came to you, I came timid and trembling, not with great persuasive words and lofty you mm-hmm. know, language. So and I was like, that, that's kind of how I'm approaching this this message today guys like, yeah. i want to talk to you about gratitude and this is something i'm not necessarily you know great at here and what do you do when you wrestle it's about wrestling yeah with the difficulty of life when it says to give thanks in all things it's like really i mean I, we what is that really even david didn't give thanks in all things like you know he t- he expressed this this and this and he also expressed things so like this zooming out to be like hey the, the this is not hyper positivity to yeah. see the good in something right I, just burying your head right. pretending to yeah. just to only see the negative is not actually. You may think that's oh, I'm just I'm a realist. To right. only see the negative is actually not reality. There mm-hmm. there is more to it. You guys do right. not see it all. It's a filter too. Only seeing the positive is also not reality. So a real realist is actually seeing both sides. And so I can be grateful because I can still see the goodness of God in the things even when even when He's not doing what I wish He would do uh, in those moments, like trusting in a, in, a, in something greater than that. So it's kind of that you know, I mean it's a it's a wrestle, it's a tension, it's a nuance kind of message of the gospel. So afterwards, we had this visitor. And she had come, and uh, they, you know, she was talking to our community director, one of our community directors, and um, Johnny. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how to say this. She <laughs> said, "Like this is, this is, this is just again." I'm, I'm still grappling with what all this is. She yeah. says, "Hey," uh, they said, "Hey, thanks for coming." She's like, "Yeah, absolutely." She's, she pulls 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 her to the side. She's like, "Hey, listen, what's wrong with your pastor?" And she was like, I don't, she thought she, I was, she was talking about the health stuff. Right, know? right. And she's like, well, I think he's, she goes, no, no, no. I don't think he's saved. Johnny. <laughs> Someone who's never met you. I don't know. Who just this, judging I still based don't know on, who this is. Just judging based on the sermon or your, how I you guess. look. And I, my poor yeah. community director is like, uh, I mean, oh, yeah. what do you, I don't, I don't. Well, so many people have come to me and asked me if you were saved and I didn't know what to say either. <laughs> So it happens all the time. I'm like, uh, can I, I just order now? I, I don't. <laughs> I just. That is a weird uh, thing to say. It is. I was like, well. That's a weird first interaction with anyone. And she wasn't going to tell me. It came It came through. Oh, others. I see. Like, she was like, I didn't want you sitting around trying to figure out what it is you had That's said. That's true. Because we know what kind of person you and I both are, which is like we overcoach. Right. So like if you tell me something like yeah. that, it's going to be in my thoughts yeah the deal is at first you're like wow she must not you know I, and i'm trying to be careful here i'm yeah. not i'm not using words to just dismiss someone right i, right. Just, I just not i just i want to yeah and the, but there's always that part of me that wants to well you know i mean honestly almost like a science experiment i kind of want to know why she thinks that it was at the, for, for best i could say this it yeah. seemed as if it was mostly like all spiritual feeling yeah like just a i just was praying about right. like the whole i got a like, hunch I'm not even sure it was related to what I said, just kind of like a feeling kind of thing. Yeah. So I want to know if it's related to what I said, but that's generally what I do. Like, 
I almost want to like a science experiment. Sit down yeah, what did I say that made you think I was compromising the gospel or something? What, what, yeah, what part of the gospel that I was preaching rubbed up against the gospel as you know it? Because that would be fascinating for me to even write about when I see that with people. Yeah. Because I do believe we have multiple versions of the gospel. Even Paul admitted that when he's like, hey, if someone else comes mm-hmm. preaching another version of the gospel, yeah. uh, don't listen. <laughs> well, we're seeing that right now in our country. We just have like – it's not even about denominationalism anymore. It's more about like, you know – is America a Christian nation and all that stuff that's happening? Right. You see people like boldly embracing now Christian nationalism. Like yeah. now it's this badge of honor where it was like before people were doing that's not even a thing. Why would we even talk about that? Right. Christian nationalism doesn't exist. Now it's like this thing of like right. people are running for election based on it. Like it's a strange. I mean, there was a major politician who stood up and said the day we should all want to be Christian nationalists. Yeah. After yeah. yes. A, a total right. denial of its even existence or its definition. Yeah, it's strange. So yeah, so we're 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 experiencing that. We're like, what gospel exactly are we talking about here? Where where people have different determinations and different definitions of things. I wonder. Just again, I'm not prejudging. Just from some conversations, I know that she had had in the in the building that were fine. You know, this was Curry, wasn't it? Uh, it was your wife, bro. And <sighs> I'm so glad that we finally. She does this, John. <laughs> you know how she gets when she drinks. I told her. <laughs> Don't go to church those days. Hey, why would you have to go go embarrass our family? Which basically means don't go to church. Wait, that's uh, those are the days. Sorry, Curry. Okay. Um, you know, I did, I did make a little side. I did two things. Yeah, it's so funny because you're like, yeah, what did you, what did you do? Of course, the person who told me is like, John, you, you didn't do anything. Like this is not right. It's not about you. But I can't help myself but to go. What sent her down this rabbit trail? I want to know, you know, what that is that would that would trigger on that level. Um, and she was very nice about it. Like, I'm sorry, I know this sounds bad. Like, it wasn't like yeah. a, thus saith the Lord. It was just a real. Uh, I'm gonna have to go home and pray about this. You know, I'm like, man, you pray hard, you yeah. know, about it because it's not that I think it's impossible to think that I'm not saved. Let's just start there. Yeah. Like my confidence in me being, and that's that's not a common expression we use as much in, in a lot of our worlds. Like saved, and it's, it's certainly there's there's a biblical a biblical parallel to the term because it is used there but like i don't have any confidence in me like what do you mean of course i'm saved i'm a pastor like that's not really where my right sort of laugh your job is not where you get the assurance from or i mean well i preach all these sermons like none of that like i think i'd love to have that conversation maybe with her to be like you know there's only one reason that i'm that i'm confident (laughs) in my salvation i mean it's just I fall fully upon the grace of God because I am a sinner. Like, I absolutely need yeah. mercy every single day. Um, so I don't have any, like, yeah, yeah, but I do. I, mean, I don't want those things to be some some reason. Um, and then, two, I, <laughs> I did break into, uh, I was talking about my issues with food. Yeah. And just obviously this wasn't in my notes, but I did that whole, you guys know the old 80s metal song, I Hate Myself for Loving You? And I started singing it. I hate myself for love. Oh, so maybe she's got to hang up with secular music or something. I said, guys, every time I eat the wrong thing, I know I should eat the right thing. I always go, I hate myself for loving food. Like that's, I said, that actually plays in my head all the time. And they kind of laughed. I was like, no, you're you're inside my head now, you know. Had a few sort of asides like that, just sort of, just lighter. Maybe she heard that and was like, he listens to secular music. Right. Was that it? Like, and he referenced it in the sermon, right? He he sang it. Yeah, 
I, someone else sent me a text like, "When your pastor sings an '80s metal song, when you're oh. an '80s metal person," and they were yeah. like, "Sent the, you know they yeah. were so excited, you know." So one person's excited. And <laughs> that was Curry, wasn't offended. it? Yeah, it was Curry. She <laughs> was nice. she sent it. By the way, you said you wish you could talk to the lady. Uh, she's actually here. Bring her. In. It'd be so funny if we went to like a triple split screen now. <laughs> this whole time <laughs> she's Jeff, in there. Jeffrey's been. She's back already there got waiting. headphones on. She's ready to go. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Maury Povich moment. John, let's play. This is your heckler. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So the other thing I did yeah. was I took a, it wasn't mean to be, it was kind of a, it wasn't meant to be a shot, but mm. I took a little, probably what would be considered a shot at like name it, claim it Christianity. Okay. Prosperity gospel stuff. I grew up in. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, I feel like I have a, a, a platform from which to speak to that is yeah. because I mean, nobody's heard it more than I have or right. has lived in that world. Uh, so maybe that's why I'm willing to take those shots. It's like, guys, this is my – half of y'all don't even know what I'm talking about, but this is the world mm-hmm. I've lived in. you know. But it was a – I said, you know, when something bad happens to you, like having – you know, being grateful doesn't mean the only thing you say is God is good all the time. All the time God is good. Right. You know, Just rock in the corner. Yeah, and, and I think I did the yeah. voice probably all the time. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. All, you know, like if you guys don't know, listener, that's a – like there are some churches that's like liturgy for them, uh-huh. and it's a very true statement. It's the only liturgy they do, right? And is if a pastor shows up or an evangelist and says God is good. If you ever say like, God is good, they have to say all the time, and then the pastor says all the, all time, the time, and they say God is good. It's like this repeat back and forth. I'm not opposed to the statement. Yeah, like I'm opposed to that statement being the only expression you ever have. Right. And that was my whole point: is like you know you can actually be acknowledging grief and difficulty. And still be grateful to God because you've had... And still think God is good within that grief. Yeah. You've you know, it's one of my main... I had five things at the end to kind of help you express gratitude. Uh One is like, hey, sit in it. Like, don't get out of it, of your trouble. Sit in your trouble. And then I talk about zooming in and zooming out. You know, I talk about football. How, you know, you can't always see where the ball is in that that scrum. You know, I I I don't like sports Would you please use a different... And so, but I was like, you know... Go back to 80s rock. If you zoom... If you zoom, zoom out slowly. Like, yeah. don't be the person that sits next, sits next to someone in their grief and trouble and just be like, hey, but let me tell the reasons you should be grateful. Right. Like, sit with them. I was like, I don't honestly want anyone, I don't want someone trying to encourage me that won't sit with me in it first. Yeah. I really don't. Like, I've got to joke a little bit about that in that same tone. It's uh, my, my cheerful friend always just trying to run over and cheer me up if he sees me upset. And he said, Johnny, you know it takes twice as many muscles to frown as it does to smile. And I say, I know. You're worth the extra effort. <laughs> That's so, good. It's really mean. It's kind of a mean-spirited. That was directed towards me, wasn't it? All the You're hate- like, no, you never cheer me up. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Je- I'm trying to think what kind of person you are. If you're, I think you're pretty even keel. Like, if, there, if you see that something's wrong with me, usually you already know about it because I've texted you. Right. Hey, something's wrong with me. Right. But if you just saw me and you hadn't seen me in a week like today when we had breakfast together like you would probably go you good i usually ask you yeah i can tell you but you wouldn't be like get over it you wouldn't try to yeah you wouldn't be like you got so much to live for you wouldn't do that no uh what are you so mopey about you just got back from a huge show things yeah you know i think that people don't understand sometimes my lowest lows are after my highest highs yeah almost always actually well and just with age we've grown older together and so we know more about life. I was thinking, uh, this is kind of uh, inane and, and an odd description of it, but I was thinking I had to get up to go take something to go to sleep and I was in a strange place. Mm-hmm. It's at this beach house and I could not sleep. 
And I knew I had a 5 a.m. wake up yeah. to go drive to Orlando to fly to Virginia. So I was like, I can't miss this flight. I got to get up. I got to drive this rental car. And I couldn't go to sleep. And I was like, I got to. And I forgot to take my melatonin with me uh-huh. in the my backpack because it was such like a thrown together trip. So I get up at 10 o'clock at night and I drive to a gas station and I buy what they had, which was Advil PM. And I was like, you know, if I was in my 20s, I would not want to take that because I was I would be like, yeah, but I don't I just want to go to sleep. Right. I don't have pain. But when you're in your 40s. You always have pain somewhere. You're like, this so will like, help, help something. This will help something. So it's just like, so that's the thing. When we look across the table from each other, we know we're in pain about something right. emotionally, physically, yeah. and it's a shorthand. It goes without saying. If Advil PM is available, give it. <laughs> and so that's kind of what that's kind of the thing. Yeah. So you don't ever assume like, oh Johnny, oh Johnny's successful at this thing that he's doing right. i bet everything's great no there's a shorthand with our relationship that says what's really going on right and i'm going to give this person empathy and that's what we should give to everybody but we don't always you know yeah and it, it it's hard because i do need sometimes to be reminded yeah of it's all about larger perspective i just don't want to be reminded so fast that you skip over what i'm experiencing like there i usually do that because i'm that disclaimer i'll do that with my therapist I'll be like, hey, and he just, he'll laugh. Basically, therapy for me a lot right now is just me talking to me in front of him. Uh-huh. You know what I'm I saying? think that's what it'd be for me, too. Because I already know most of this. What I, You're and, just saying it out loud. Yeah, and he'll, he'll like, um, he'll ask a really pointed question like, hey, you know, you know which, we have some, the, the parts language, IFS, so like, which part is, you know, I'm already ready to answer because I'm already trying to self-coach. Yeah. You know? But he'll Before ask, you get in there, you're saying, I bet he'll ask me this, and I'm going to say this, aren't you? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I probably do do that. But it's a, usually, though, he'll phrase something in a way that will open up something else, even, yeah. too. But I think good listening is a key to a lot of things. But um, someone said something like that one time, but I wasn't really paying attention. Mm-hmm. But this, this like, idea that I know there's a bigger picture. And you know the thing I was upset about this week, and sorry, guys, I'm so vague. Yeah, I know there's a bigger picture. I know that I just survived a cancer scare. I I, I know, you know, like I, I get it. Also, I'm devastated, <laughs> and then I'm ashamed that I'm devastated over something that's not life and death. Right. You know. Well, then there's the whiplash of that ripple effect of feeling like you're going to die, and then also realizing you're not going to die. Oh, it's bigger. It's like it 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 affects everything, and there's a it's a it's a jarring thing. It is. It's relief. You got to recover from that, even though it ended up good. Yeah, it's crazy because that sounds very to someone who doesn't end up good. I, I imagine that sounds almost offensive. I, yeah. I, that's why I feel so ashamed. Also, go. You know, I mean, tr- trouble. Laura and I talk about that, and, and even therapy modalities talk about that. Like, you, you shouldn't have a trouble comparison as your like standard. If, you're, if you find yourself comparing pain, comparing trouble, yeah. That's a dangerous place to be. It doesn't mean it's not always it, – it probably has some truth to it. But I think the generation we grew up in was very much like, hey, you know, you shouldn't feel that. Someone in the world has this. Right, right. You know, and, and I try real hard with Sadie. I, I did it a little bit yesterday. I needed I, I needed to, to – hey, we have enough things to actually be upset about. This is one maybe that's not beneficial. So this is a thing we're going to tough through. Yeah. Like, and I don't do a lot of that, but it has to be done, too. I'm not doing her any favors if I'm just, like, every single thing. Right. You know, it's just red alert. Right. So there is a little bit of a comparison there. Or, or to say, you know, like, you know, she works, um, she she's 
was chosen to be in a class and where she volunteers as one of her classes uh, with children with special needs. And, and it's, it's an unbelievable empathy experience for her. Yeah. And she's really, really good with them. But it, it it's also something you can reference. Like, when you're a kid, when do you get those chances to reference? Especially if you grow up in a privileged place and, and you grow up in a, in a place of peace in your country. All these things you could be so grateful for. And so I'm not going to like – I'm not out trying to create extra adversity so that she develops fortitude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that feels bad, yeah. too. Like, I'm going to try That's to make true. life hard on you. Yeah, and we talk about that with generations, too. Like, I'm, I worked hard so they didn't have to. And now every generation that's passed, we talk about how lazy they are and how they don't work like we worked. But you're not going to just go out of your way to create. Now, I do know people who came from money that worked, like, minimum wage jobs with me. Yeah. Uh, so that is one thing, like, you can do. You go, okay, we have money to where my kid – should not have to work, but they're going to work because I worked and that you create those things or you go, I'm not going to use my name. You hear these stories about like Nicholas cage. When he went to his first audition, he didn't audition as he, he changed his name. He was Nicholas Coppola. Hmm. He was Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. And, but he didn't want to get the job based on that. He wanted to get it based on his own crazed, weird acting. And he did. <laughs> and he got that job. <laughs> he's a one of a kind, Nicholas Cage. Oh, and they were like, whatever he's doing, we need that. Can yeah. you bug your eyes out more? And he said, I can't. And he did. <laughs> but, you know, there is that thing of like, you, you want to give your kids advantages, but you also don't want to like, there was a great movie with uh, Clooney called uh, The Descendants. And he's having to oversee the will. Yeah. Of I think it's his grandfather. I can't remember the exact plot, but basically there's a line that I always remember because he's at this burden of like all the kids are waiting to see what they get from this very rich person. And he goes, my grandfather wanted uh, us kids to have enough money to do something, but he didn't want us to have so much that we could do nothing. Yeah. And I think that's where I, I live in that weird zone where I go, all right, I have enough money that I make that I could really do something with my art, with my life, with my whatever. Yeah. But I also almost have enough to where I could do nothing for a time. You know, I'm getting ready to go do nothing in Cancun for seven days. And even that feels like a strange thing. Right. It feels like a spoiled mindset. Well, I'm owed this. I've worked hard this year, but like everybody doesn't get that. So it's a weird thing to think about. I think that the fact that it's temporary is probably the key to everything. Yeah. No, no, we're going to stay. Uh, well, I, I mean, is that the dream, though? I mean, when you really do dream, yeah. when I when I go to that dream place, and that's a question you'll get in certain, again, modalities, uh, therapeutic modalities, is well, when you think of your safe, like, in you know, yeah. the goal, and I wish it was not true. I did. I discovered this in recovery. Like, I think a lot about, like, just endless amounts of time, either at the beach or on a cruise ship. Yeah. Es- escape. Well, they talk about that, too. I've seen people say things like that, even like Dave Ramsey type shows where they'll say, like, you should build a life that you don't need to escape from or whatever. In other words, like people that feel like I can if I can just get to this two weeks vacation, everything will be good. And they live their dreary lives waiting for that moment. And he's like telling those people while he's living his exact dream. He's telling those people that's bad. You should build a life that you don't need to escape from. And it's like, not everybody gets to just do that. That's not right. There's that's a, an arrogant thing to say. Right. Yeah, how much you're in control of the building of your life, I think, is a, is a big part of the American. Well, uh, I mean, that's what the pandemic gave us, too. It's like we realized uh, there's an illusion of control. We have an illusion that like, oh, this will be the way it is. 
And then when it's all taken away or things are altered or you can't leave your house or whatever it, whatever it meant for people, you're afraid of death constantly, like the cloud of death is hanging over us for two years. Like it alters you in a way where you go, oh, this control that I thought I felt is really just an illusion. Yeah, it's uh, it, 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 it's hard. Yeah. How much you're in control? I had, in fact, this morning, uh, I'll, I'll read you this as we kind of bring this one in for a landing. But um, I wanted the cloud of death statement to be the last thing. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that that's what I leave. And thanks for listening, everybody. Cloud of death. <laughs> that's great. There's your podcast title. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cloud <laughs> of death. Yeah. Well, and I'm not even. I can't even find the stuff that I wrote this morning. John, apparently, didn't the worst oh, producer. Son of a gun. It'll be fine. Well, I, anyway, I was. I had to. These are just. These are like daily reminders. It's like I need to add this. Add to daily reminders. There is trouble and pain that seem worthless, senseless, and avoidable, but still comes anyway. Mm-hmm. No pain is truly avoidable. Uh, it's a mental trap to think that because I've prayed for safety about so many things, that when trouble comes in those areas, that God has failed or abandoned me. Um, I still don't know what this means. Where I where now the next like critical point is, is I still don't know now how do I how do I pray for something and ever have confidence that God is gonna do it? Yeah, I still. I mean, God does most of it. That's the crazy part. But it's now like that. But He might not do everything. Yeah, I can't. I can't stop everything. Even though I can stop a lot of things. That's that whole like. I can't escape the brokenness or the pain of the world. I can't escape a lot of it, I think, um, in terms of its consequences. But there's going to be stuff that hits. I always tell, and this last one that got me was, I watched this last thing that hit me this week coming from a year away. Yeah. A year away, I prayed about it. And I did. I took great links that were very good links to try to avoid it for someone that I love dearly. And it still came and the worst, my worst fear of it all came true. Mm-hmm. And it was an unjust thing. Like it was unjust. So it, 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 oh boy, just adds all the ingredients. Like it was unjust. I saw it coming. Yeah. I prayed about it, completely trusted the Lord with it the best that I could. You forecasted like a six wood yep. and your, your forecast was correct. Yeah. Forecast was absolutely correct. And I did the work to prevent it, by the yeah. way. I did work that should have prevented it, but my work was completely ignored. Then I felt like my prayers were ignored. That's the feeling I get. Like God didn't step in and change this. Yeah, you know. And then I went. Even I went and had a conversation about it. Like the injustice was not. Like it was. It was worthless, senseless. It wasn't like there was no purpose to the injustice. Yeah. It was just someone not paying attention. Right. You know, <laughs> when I gave them all the reasons they could pay attention, you know, in a way that was right. And you just go. There's no. There's no fixing it. There's no going back. So you just go. Ah. Oh, there is pain in this world that will be worthless, senseless, and I will see it coming, and I will want to avoid it. I won't be able to. And guys, that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And that's okay. Like that's again, that's gratitude. That's a hey. That I would be better off not living my life thinking I can stop all of that because yeah. that's where I keep getting spun out. Right. That's the illusion. Right. Yeah. Like that's the that's the C.S. Lewis quote about like when you lock yourself away from pain uh you don't take any risks you don't risk loving people you don't like you'll be safe but what you've built for yourself is a coffin right like you you're you're locked away but it's not happiness it's this bubble yeah and you'll die there 
And so like you have to lay, you have to put yourself out there knowing that like pain is also part of the equation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's heavy, but it's true, you know? And uh, it felt like, because you're being so vague about it, it feels like people are going to think that this is an intervention about me. Like they're going to be like, Johnny, this is why I saw it coming. I knew you would let me down and you did. And you did. And uh, I just want to take this moment to apologize. And yeah. To no, everyone that's listening you, to it. wasn't you. You were actually very supportive in this. In this uh, Johnny, I, it's I, about guys, time. I want to say this. I do want to say this. I've been through hell. Uh, in some areas in my life in six weeks. Johnny W. has been the best friend in the whole world. John, He checks on me every day, that. shows up to stuff. You he don't just have, listen, just read the cue card. Try to fix don't get things. off script. Read the cue card that I wrote. He makes jokes uh, when I need them, but yeah. not too many so that, you know, but I appreciate you, man. Like, seriously. I appreciate it, you too. And that's why I told them yesterday. I was like, sometimes in the middle of it, I can't find anything to be grateful for except the people that God's given me to walk through with. And that's a yeah. huge part of his grace right then I that's mean, what makes this next part so hard is this is the john end. I've, <laughs> I've got to let you go john i have started a podcast with another more successful author <laughs> uh, it wasn't hard to find someone it's in cancun and we <laughs> it's curry um, it is. yet again curry's really crashed the you podcast know curry today. wants to come on the podcast you're the one holding her back i, I am said, do it well, she works during the week, and so it's hard. For, we right. usually shoot during the week, and uh, she's a caregiver, so it's hard for us to coordinate that. Yeah. But we're going to have her on because I think she's going to have a unique perspective. I would love to have her on. She's going to just it's the same thing. Laura used to be on periodically, yeah, uh, and then now, like with the job she has now, like there's right. just hardly any time. So it's like it's like it's almost as if our wives are working real jobs. Yes, and we so are that just we can do this. Right. Um, it's that's not how it seems like. That's how it that's is. How it is. So, I made it awkward. But, yeah. Anywho, well, you know what's not awkward, though, Johnny? What's that? Going to our website and going back what? through archived episodes. What is the website? I think it's talkaboutthatpodcast.com. Wow. And I, you can find over 200 episodes. Just uh, stream to your heart's delight. Yeah. And uh, Getting ready for the fall break? Getting ready, you know, for a road trip with the fam? What better way right. than family, to go back and be like... Friendly fun. My favorite thing that people might do is go back and listen to one and then go listen to one like three years ago and hear us contradict each other and yeah. contradict what we believe now. That would be the fun part. Be like, they said this and now they think this. You mean like a human being? Yes. <laughs> We've been doing this a long time. I love how Johnny made it out. It almost looked like a humble thing. Like, yes, guys, we made mistakes. That is like, <laughs> it's your mistake for thinking we can't make mistakes. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. But you know I what? Almost was humble there. That's the kind of biting, honest tone that you can only get from a real friend. And that's what we want to be for you guys. Yes. Uh, I mean, not real friends. Please don't call. Yeah, no, no, no. We don't give out our numbers. Lose our number, uh, if you, even if you have it. <laughs> I'm kidding. If you have a number, don't lose it. But uh, but but seriously though, if you like the podcast, maybe go leave a review. Oh, that's a way for the algorithm, the almighty one-eyed devil, yeah. to help people find us. So yeah, leave a review and leave a rating and all that good stuff. That helps. Great. Make sure you go check out Johnny's comedy. Uh, just go to his link tree, link tree slash Johnny W J O N N I E W. You can watch my new Drybar special there. Oh, a bunch of things are linked. So good. Go to Amazon, search John Driver. You can find all John's books. You know the drill there. So had, a new, much, had a new book come out last 28, week. 28,000 books John's written. Oh, uh, well. You guys should check out, though, uh, More Than Your Number. Oh, uh, right. That one just came out. Bath and Jeff McCord. Didn't you go to a big launch party? We need to talk about that next episode. Yeah. I went to a big lunch party. <laughs> it's lunch party, right? Isn't that the office episode? Well, he says, lunch party. And he also, he goes, yeah. He, uh, Kevin walks up, lunch party. It's like, it's supposed to be launch party. 
Oh, and he crosses out. It's like, now it says lunch party. Yeah. <laughs> because they can't spell lunch or launch. Uh, anywho. But yeah, a uh, great book, man. If you're like a, if you're like Johnny and you're like a skeptic about the Enneagram in some areas. I thought it was about weight more than your number. I thought it was going to be about the scale. Well, I, I don't No, It's not a book on weight loss. Oh. I didn't. Well, I would not be the maybe next time best collaborative writer for that. Sure. So. You would. John, you're uh, very, you're fit. I've, I did, I will say this, in the middle of a lot of the crises, I did not turn to food in the same way. And I'm glad I was already on a keto train because I could have gained 40 pounds here, honestly, if I would have eaten my feelings. So yeah, I found other, you know, unhealthy things to do, but it wasn't that. So that's good. So, that's good. But, uh, you ate other less delicious <laughs> things. Oh, <laughs> uh, guys. Hey, thank you for spending the time with us. And we'll see you next week on Talk About That. found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose have you ever found yourself on the ledge my name is billy yant i'm a caring father mentor and friend in my new podcast billy and the goat i share the life-changing events that shaped who i am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen god can help you get up and thrive listen now at lifeaudio.com